0: Welcome to This is Type 1, real life type 1 diabetes with your hosts, Colleen and Jesse. I'm Colleen Mitchell and I've had type 1 diabetes for 25 years. I'm a life coach, author, and speaker. I also work full-time as a process analyst in the power industry. I'm passionate about type 1 diabetes education and showing others that this disease doesn't define me.
1: I'm Jesse Tuggy and I've had diabetes for nine years. I love hiking and painting. I'm looking forward to working as an engineer after I get my degree in college. My diagnosis has inspired me to take control of my life and my future, to learn everything I can about
0: type 1 diabetes. Each week on the show, we'll talk about real life with type 1 diabetes, bring on cool people with connections to type 1, and above all, encourage you to understand that this disease doesn't have to hold you back. This isn't medical advice. This is life with type 1. Welcome to episode 72 of This is Type 1, real life type 1 diabetes with your hosts, Colleen and Jesse. Today, we're reviewing our 2020 diabetes goals and setting new ones for 2021. So I have the win this week. And my win this week is tightening up my food protocol to get back to some flatter numbers and to get my weight going back down again, because it's kind of been stalling where it's been for like the last couple months. So time to restart that. For the last couple of days, my blood sugars have been very flat, which is nice. Jesse, you are up for the fail.
1: Yeah, which this one is kind of sad because it just happened. So about 10 minutes ago, my sensor decided to die. It kept getting like sensor updates the last couple of days and just like, you know, this is the second time it's updated in quotes today. And I just decided to take it off because it was just so obnoxious and it's just really bothering me because I wasn't getting the good readings that I wanted to and it wasn't working as well. So unfortunately, I still had another day on it, which is a bummer. But after taking it off and looking at it, the only thing that I could really see that was wrong was there is a small bend in like little tab that you know reads your blood sugar and stuff. So I don't know what went wrong with it, but something's not right.
0: All right. And I have the tip or the hack this week. And this is actually a repeat hack, but it's applicable with today's topic. And that's to write down your goals and put them somewhere visible. It could be on your phone or your computer backgrounds, posted on the wall on sticky notes on your mirror as long as you keep changing them out so they don't get stale. But if you see them every day, it's a lot easier to keep them top of mind. Again, as long as you don't like let them become part of the scenery. So don't don't let your eyes glaze over your goals. You want to make sure that you're keeping them fresh in your mind. So in but way back in episode 21, which was way at the beginning of this year, 2020, which seems like 5 years ago, we talked about setting diabetes goals and we outlined the goals that we wanted to pursue in 2020. So to review how to set diabetes goals, you want to do some real thinking about three different questions. The first one is, what do you want your diabetes to look like in the future? If you imagine yourself 10, 20, 30 plus years down the line, what does your diabetes look like? Number two, who are you setting these goals for? Is it yourself, your spouse or your partner, your doctor, your family, your friends, or someone else? Make sure you're clear on just who you're doing this for. A lot of people only try to lose weight or lower their A1C to get their doctors off their backs. The best goals you could possibly set and pursue are ones that you set because they're for you, not for someone else. And number three is why is this goal important to you? Why are you doing it? Make sure you like your reason. Getting clear on what, who, and why helps inform your motivation and solidify resolve to actually follow through on your goals. I actually had to go back and listen to episode 21 to prepare for recording today because to be honest, I forgot what some of my diabetes goals were. I'm sure Jesse did too. I didn't put them somewhere visible and I didn't refer to them every day or every week. So, you know, lesson learned. That's something I really need to do. But what were our 2020 goals? I had three plus a bonus and Jesse had four plus a bonus. So let's evaluate how they went. My first one was to keep my A1C below 5.5%. I am happy to report that my A1Cs during 2020 were 5.3, 5.4, and 5.0. So my next endocrinology appointment is in January. I'll find out what my A1C is then. But I would count this goal as a win because I did keep it below 5.5. The second goal was to publish 52 episodes of this podcast every Tuesday for an entire year. And this is our 52nd episode of 2020, which is freaking awesome. We stayed consistent with a new episode every week. I'm not someone who easily celebrates things, but this is a huge accomplishment. Many podcasts don't even make it to 10 episodes, and we're up to 72. So that's, I think that's something to be really excited about. My third goal was to fill out all of my emergency and backup kits, plus track all the expirations. I'll be totally honest, this did not happen at all. I didn't even start the list. I actually had meant to, and then I just didn't prioritize it. Part of me was thinking that I already have a good-ish system in my closet, and I know basically how much stuff I have and when I need to reorder things. But I really could benefit from having a list of when my supplies expire. Because COVID hit, I started working from home, which meant that at some point, I had to go retrieve my work backup kit. And so I went in on a Saturday one week, much earlier in the year, and I got all of my diabetes stuff out. So that's at least not languishing in the office. And I did use up the last of the insulin that was in that kit. And that was insulin that expired in September of 2018. So I found out that insulin that's really old still works okay when it's left in a temperature controlled environment. And my bonus goal was to keep the number of times my blood sugar goes over 200 MGDL under 10 times. And that one was super unrealistic. It was kind of a pipe dream goal. I think I breached uh, 10 times, not even three months into the year. But it was still kind of nice to keep my numbers under 200. And they're definitely few and far between now. So I definitely feel the highs a lot more acutely now that I keep my numbers like below 140 all the time. So that's kind of cool. But I did 100% go over 200 more than 10 times. I didn't keep track of it as well as I could have, but life happens. Jesse, what were your goals for 2020? And how did you do on those?
1: Oh, boy. Okay. So my goals... Totally got thrown out of whack. And either it's because I really didn't do something or because I have absolutely no control over it and I'm choosing not to worry about it. So that's always a plus. But my first goal was to get my A1C down to 6.9 and be consistent. Well, this goal went actually better than I thought it would. So that's pretty good. The last two A1C checks I had, it was right around 6.9. I believe the last one I before this last one was a 6.8 and the one this last time was a 6.9 and then i do remember at the beginning of this year right around march i did have a 7.1 7.2 and i believe this was the first check that i had since the rona started so it kind of makes sense i did let myself slip on this just a little bit and i could have done a lot better job at the beginning of the quarantine because I was a hot mess and I believe that's okay at this point. So if I had to give myself a letter grade, it would probably be a B plus just because I thought I could do a little bit better. Two, do more diabetic fundraising. This did not happen whatsoever because, well, not whatsoever. I would say I did a lot less than I expected I would have done. So since a lot of like diabetic runs and walks that I raise for have been canceled this year, I wasn't able to go up to my friends, my family, school, church, or anything because you know social distancing and the walks and donations really didn't happen, which was really unfortunate this year, and that's just sad, so for my letter grade on this one, I would say it's a c minus due to circumstances that I actually had no control over, but I also didn't put that much effort into this one this year because I gave up in March, so it's all good, but. I could have done a lot better and I'm planning to do a lot better this next year. Number three, be more proactive in spreading diabetes awareness. Now this one was actually really, really easy because one, we have a podcast and we do this about once or twice a week. Two, I actually did meet a lot of people and a lot of people at work started asking more questions about diabetes and what's it like because I started working and picking up hours during the summer and spreading awareness through that. Fun fact is, actually, I might be helping somebody get on a pump right now because they no longer want to do shots. And I told them what my A1C was and they were amazed, which is really cool. But I'm still trying to do my best in spreading awareness. And hopefully one day there will be a day when everybody I know or everybody I meet has like the same understanding of what diabetes is as they do like another disease such as like cancer or something. And we actually spread awareness and people know. Four, get on the new Medtronic pump coming out this spring. This got pushed back to (laughs) this winter. So there was no release for the Medtronic pump this spring. It's actually being released. It got pushed kind of like to this winter area. I actually ironically got signed up for the new pump today with its sensor. So hopefully it'll be here soon. But yeah, that definitely got pushed back a lot, which is sad, but... So they released the
0: new pump and you've signed up to get it already?
1: So yes, the warranty ran out on my pump two days ago. And so he just... My dad called up. He's like, hey, can we get her signed up for this? And they're like, yeah, is it out of warranty? Is there anything wrong with it? Is it not working? You know, Went through the questionnaire and everything and I qualified. So... Insurance is going to cover it and I'm going to get a new pump soon. So I'm, I'm really happy about that. I'm so excited. And then five, this was my bonus one, was to get an early acceptance into college. And this was amazing because not only did I get early acceptance into any college, I got early acceptance into my dream college. So yay, which is Montana State. So see me out there uh, moving in August. And I'm so excited. So. A plus on that one. I'm so, so happy and so excited. And I'm
0: so proud of myself. (laughs) I'm proud of you too. Thank you. Now we're going to talk about what we want to do in 2021. So as we're recording this, it's mid-December 2020. And I'm actually in the middle of planning my whole year for 2021. Diabetes fits into it, but it's never really been a goal that gets attention every day because it's pretty much on autopilot. I mean, I've had diabetes for 25 years. So it's not really something that fits into my daily goal schedule. That being said, one of my top level goals is to reach my goal weight, which is 135 pounds. And I want to do that in 2021. And part of that will involve basal testing. There are days that I need to have a lot more roles with Smarties than I would like, which gets annoying. The challenge is balancing basal testing with exercise and all the other factors that go into blood sugar because food and exercise aren't the only ones. Uh, More maintenance level goals are to stay or still stay under 5.5% for A1C, but we'll see how that goes with the first endo appointment right around the corner. I'll uh, I'll report back to you guys. And then, of course, we're planning to release an episode a week, though with a few bonus episodes here and there. Jesse has hinted at them in some past episodes, but we haven't released any yet. And I'm really trying to keep my non work focus in 2021 constrained to the things that really matter to me in the long term. And the first one is to certify as a life coach through the Life Coach School. That's starting in January. The second one is to reach my goal weight of 135 pounds. And the third one is to publish the first book in my epic fantasy series. So I'll report back to you guys, you know, probably a year from now. <laughs> Jesse, what are your goals for 2021?
1: So my goals. There's goals that I hope to reach by the end of 2021 and hopefully by January of 2022, which sounds so far away right now. And I really don't like that. So these are just like things that I really am going to strive towards working for. But at the same time, I know like the big lesson that I've learned this whole last year is like, I cannot control some things. Like one of my goals I didn't reach, meaning my Medtronic pump was completely out of my hands. So I've definitely had to like redefine what my goals are rather than like things that I have to rely on somebody else for. So I'm going to be playing with these for the next couple of weeks. But here's what I have so far is to reach a 6.8 A1C at least once this next year, just because I tend to be in the 6.9, 7.0 range more so than anything, but. I really want to work towards that 6.8. Finish my book reading list, which has never happened in one year before, but I've definitely got it narrowed down to the books that I actually want to read rather than the ones that I'm just keeping around.
0: I have like this long list of 60-something books. And these are just the ones that I want to start with. I have so many books because I have a Kindle. And so I keep buying Kindle books. (laughs) And then I also have the library account. So I keep putting Kindle books on hold on the library. And then when I get them, I have to go read them. That works. But then I don't get through as many of the books that I actually want to read. So, But I have read several books this year. I've read like over 60. It's ridiculous. That's a lot more than I have had the time to. The Kindle makes it go so much faster. It's ridiculous. It's 3 be diabetically and personally prepared to move states
1: and into the dorms because I am going to need to downsize on everything, meaning like clothing. If I don't wear it, I'm going to get rid of it. Shoes. I have to get snow gear, which I've never had to do for actual snowy seasons. What kind of snow gear do you have to get? Boots, gloves, hats, bibs, car hard jackets, undershirts. And like other snow. Oh, that all sounds like ski gear. I mean, so I hate skiing. (laughs) I'm not gonna lie. I really hate skiing, but I love the snow. So this isn't like skiing gear. It's more just like out, like work gear. Yeah. So I guess you could say like more Carhartt and Dickies rather than ski stuff. I don't know any (laughs)
0: skiing brands. (laughs) Uh, There's a lot. But it it was funny because you kept everything you said, it correlated to one of my things that I use for skiing. (laughs) Yeah. Plus, I
1: also want to be like, I don't know how my diabetes is going to be affected by like the snow and everything, just because I know like weather and like outside forces have an effect on it. So it'll be interesting to kind of play around with that more so when I move out there. And then for number four, I want to graduate from high school, pseudo cum laude. That just means you are like, in the top of your class and you have like a 3.8 cumulative GPA over the last four years and you like graduate top of the top, which I think I am, but I just got to double check some things. I also found out that I could probably graduate early if I wanted to. I don't know if I'm actually going to do that or not, but the option is there if I wanted to just graduate this next quarter and just be done. So... I don't think I want to because I kind of want to walk across the stage with my friends, you know, and just be like, I did it and everything, but at that same time, just like I just want to be done. <laughs> so we'll see how it goes. But either way, we're definitely gonna look at the the pseudo cum laude and hopefully I'll I'll get that. So yeah. And then my bonus one is to keep my GPA above a 3.5 or even higher in college because. There's special merits and scholarships that I could get if I get that 3.5. And plus, I could get in-state tuition for Montana State being out of state. It's just the special gold and blue scholarship. And for all you college kids out there, I talked about this last week for a hack. It's called the WUE program. Definitely look into it to seeing if your school has it or not, because you might be able to get in-state going out of state for college.
0: Yep. We can link to that again in the show notes. All right. The spotlight this week is on Night Scout, which is basically the original CGM in the cloud app for those people who really want to get finely detailed control over their data. I've known about Night Scout for about a year, maybe a year and a half. But honestly, I find it complicated just thinking about it. So it's not something I've invested the time or the energy into really figuring out. Night Scout was developed by parents of children with type 1 diabetes and has continued to be developed, maintained, and supported by volunteers. When first implemented, Night Scout was a solution specifically for remote monitoring of DEXCOM G4 CGM data. That's kind of cool. Today, there are Night Scout solutions available for many CGM sensors. And the goal of the project is to allow remote monitoring of a type 1's glucose level using existing monitoring devices. So, if you're not keen on setting it up yourself, someone named Ben West designed T1 PAL as a managed Night Scout service. And Ben says on his website that it's Night Scout software without the barriers of DIY. Night Scout connects people to the support they need in the moment so that barriers for collaborative diabetes decision making disappear. For families, it changes those pesky, what's your number and how's your diabetes going questions into more meaningful discussions about the experiences of people who depend on insulin. You can find links to both Night Scout and T1Pal in the show notes. And the cool thing that I think is pretty awesome about Night Scout in particular is that you get to see different kinds of projections for your blood sugar based on other inputs. So you can do not just your blood sugar trends, but also your the food you've eaten, the exercise you've done, different biomarkers like uh, your heart rate. So things like that all feed into the algorithms in Night Scout and it will give you a different prediction f- for your blood sugar than just your CGM would. So it's pretty cool. If it wasn't so complicated to set up on your own, I would totally do it. All right, Jesse, what is our question for the audience this week?
1: All right. So what are your 2021 goals? While 2020 certainly didn't turn out like any of us expected, the new year is definitely a clean slate for a lot of us. And I'm going to take advantage of it. Colleen's going
0: to take advantage of it. So you should too. And not just your regular goals, but also your diabetes goals. We want to know those too. And that is it for this episode of This is Type One. You can find the show notes at inspiredforward.com slash episode 72. It's the number 72. If you're interested in being a guest on the show, please fill out the form on our podcast page at thisistype1.com. Our music is by Joseph McDade. I have a free Facebook group where I coach people for free in the comments and I go live on most Saturdays. You can join life and mindset coaching by visiting the link in the show notes. I'm on all social media as at inspiredforward. And you can find me on DMP, that's Diabetes Management Platform, as at Colleen Mitchell with a space. And our email is Colleen at inspiredforward.com.
1: All right. And I'm on Instagram as at JJ underscore Crystal K-A-T. Please feel free to send me questions or comments you have about type 1 diabetes or about the show. If you do reach out on Instagram, please make sure you let me know that you're a listener of the show
0: and I will personally give you a shout out on here. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to listen next week for our first episode of 2021 when we talk with Jesse's brother, Charlie Tuggy. Charlie shares his perspectives from being the sibling of someone with type 1 diabetes. Remember, you control your diabetes. It doesn't control you. Hey, if you like what you're listening to on this podcast, you have to join us in the Half Dead Pancreas Club. It's my private community where you'll connect face to face with other people with type 1 diabetes, get personalized emotional support and learn how to handle anything T1D throws at you. Join us over at inspiredforward.com community. I can't wait to see you there.